There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Steph. Hey, everybody. I'm Steph. I'm back. I'm playing a new character called Natalia, and both of our pronouns are she, her. Josh. Hello, my name's Josh, and I'm playing uh, a familiar character named Amos, and our pronouns are are he and him. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I answer to most pronouns, and I'm playing a new character named Agatha, and she is she, her. Matthew. Hey, everybody. I am Matthew, and I am playing Agency, and our pronouns are he, him. All right. Well, it's really late already, so I think we should just get right into the recap. So, Matthew... Can you let us know what happened the last time we played three and a half months ago? Yeah, sure, whatever. Actually, it's not the last time we played. It's the last time we played these characters, which is even longer ago. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Amos and Agency had gone to uh, essentially Las Vegas area. Reno? No, Reno. we went to Reno. Reno. And, yeah, Nevada. And uh, we uh, ran into a young girl who was looking for her brother and there was a is this a Sasquatch one? Yep. Yeah, and there was a Sasquatch um, and uh, we were fighting fledgling vampires called Strigoi uh, and then we uh, eventually tracked him down to a cave where there was a big vampire family and we sneak in there and we defeat all of the bad vampires and dot 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 Oh, yeah, and uh, Alex, who is playing the girl named Taylor, Taylor, sacrifices herself to save her brother to prevent yes. him from becoming a vampire. And even though she was infected, she uh, she sacrificed herself because uh, that's how that's how we do it on this show. We let Alex kill all of his characters. <laughs> <laughs> We find ourselves in the exotic locale of Fresno, California, specifically the Fresno Yosemite International Airport. And we have two characters uh, come off of the uh, boarding passageway into this incredibly air-conditioned airport. Um, and they are greeted by somebody holding up a sign with the names uh, Natalia and Agatha. The two of you walk up to what looks like a well-dressed man in a black suit. He has a 8 by 11 piece of paper with your names on it. And you were informed that uh, you would be greeted and somebody would be waiting you to drive you uh, to the 
Doherty's house uh, where you are currently being employed at. What is the nature of this employment? A very affluent, wealthy family, uh, which after some minor uh, investigating, some Googling, uh, you are, are aware that this wealthy family from like a oil magnate, a large oil company has hired you to take care of a unfortunate wildlife issue uh, that they are currently having on their estates. There isn't much more detail than that other than uh, you were referred by somebody who you have worked with before and you know that ultimately you are going to take care of some kind of creature or wildlife and and not supernatural uh, in that sense. Uh, It is really more like some kind of big game type situation. All right. Uh, So I will say to... Agatha, I think this is going to be a fun trip. You know, it's like, I get to compare these people, maybe see if I am richer than they are, which I probably am, and then we get to go shoot something. It's a nice vacation. Agatha will nod stoically and, and then pick up all the bags. So with the, yeah, we, we meet this person. What, what kind of vehicle are we talking here? Well, he starts to lead you and goes, oh, excellent. I, I'm very glad uh, the flight wasn't canceled. There have been so many cancellations lately. Um, it was Natalia and Agatha, correct? Duh. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Robert. Uh, I'll be your driver for the evening. Um, if you want to just follow me this way, uh, it, would you like me to take care of some of those bags for you? No, I've got She's it. got them. Great, great. Okay. Well, uh, here, follow me this way. And you exit uh, the airport and you are just assaulted by the hottest driest heat uh, that you have felt in a while. It is almost stifling when you exit this air-conditioned airport into the climate of Fresno, California. But, you know, five, ten feet in front of you, there is an incredibly large Escalade that is pure black with tinted windows um, and looks luxurious. And he starts to open up the bag, helps you load the bags into the back, and then uh, you enter into an air-conditioned car. I'll make sure that I I get the door for for Madam. Thank you, Agatha. So as you make your way through the streets of Fresno, California, um, the driver kind of uh, engages you in conversation. I roll up the divider. (laughs) (laughs) And and you prevent the conversation from happening. (laughs) You kind of watch from the windows uh, the what look like a very sparse you know, uh, city-like landscape. It is not luxurious by any means. You know that Fresno is kind of like a agricultural city. Um, It is not an up-and-coming or metropolitan area. And one of the things that it's known for is the proximity to Yosemite National Park. It's just over an hour, maybe two at most, to the southern part of the Yosemite Park. And you are kind of going in a northerly direction, and you can see that you actually are entering what looks a little bit less um, developed, and it is becoming a little bit more forested, and you start driving into what looks like more of a like hidden kind of road through the forests. Um, I mean, it is paved and, and well maintained, but it doesn't seem like anything is around you. And after a good like 20 minutes, um, you come up to what looks like a gated community. Uh, it 
you can see the wall kind of uh, expands in either direction very far. Um, the driver pulls up. It looks like it's interacting with some kind of touch panel. You can't hear any conversation because the divider is up. The gates open up, and once again, you start driving for several minutes, um, and it continues. And at the end, you come into what looks like a huge circular courtyard that the car starts to circle around, and you come up to a huge house. Uh, it has a very like rustic, almost kind of Italian villa feel, but it is nothing you would expect for Fresno to have. It, this is kind of like a hidden gem, more than likely of some wealthy man. And you are rolling up and you see that um, there are several people kind of at attendance uh, as the car rolls up and you are let out of the car. Uh, you're helped with your bags and you are greeted uh, by several people. Ah, uh, yes, you must be um, Natalia, is that correct? Pleasure to meet you. The pleasure is all ours. It is so nice to meet some people with actual taste and class in this godforsaken country. Uh, well, yes, I, my master, of course. Uh, I am just his worker. I, this oh, is not you're my the establishment. Oh, I walk, yes. I walk past him. <laughs> And he follows He follows after you and kind of speeds up to get to the door. The door is like solid oak, solid wood. Um, the tiles are immaculate. And as he <clears throat> opens the doors and lets you in, uh, you are greeted by a, a man who is well-dressed and looks very relaxed. He has a high ball of whiskey that has a square ice cube in it uh, and, and is... Uh, excited to see you. W welcome. Please come in. Come in. You are the man who, who owns this beautiful house. Uh, well, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's a family house. It, I, you know, it has been handed down in the generations, but uh, it is mine now. All good things do. That's how I get Agatha. Oh. Um, I would assume you were. This is your servant. No, she. Agatha is not your servant. Agatha is my number two. My bestie. Got, got it, yes. Servant well, is not, not the word. Got it. Well, I, Frank is, I guess, my number two as well. And the man who had opened the door for you kind of just like stands in the background, uninterested in your conversation. Well, I, can I offer you anything to drink? I know it's incredibly hot out there. Would you like to sit down and maybe we could discuss what the business proposal is? Yes, vodka, please. And you are taken into what looks like an office room and it is extravagant. Uh, a well-designed desk, rows of bookshelves, uh, what looks like a full bar with like a, a, a mini fridge underneath and he starts to make a drink for you, uh, just pours vodka into a glass and hands it to you. Perfect. <laughs> And for your number two? I, I don't drink on the job, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, um, great. Well, ha have a seat and uh, maybe we could just get the pleasantries out of the way. So have you been informed of why uh, you are here? Uh, something big that I'm here to shoot. Well, yes. Um, it is a long tradition in our family for us to do a big game hunt, um, you know, when our children come of age and we like them to feel the thrill and excitement of hunting something that can easily kill them well we of course you know make sure that there are 
things in place to prevent that from happening. We hire a company to bring a bear or a, I don't know, a, a leopard or something. And we'll have them drugged, of course, so that they aren't, you know, very active. And then we have our, our kids hunt them down and kill them. And- Agatha and I are like exchanging looks like, are you fucking serious? This is some bullshit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But unfortunately, this year, um, there was some kind of mistake. Um, my son, my youngest son, River, he uh, was horribly maimed and killed uh, during this um, hunt. And uh, this creature, this, I don't know, leopard, whatever it was, uh, is running loose on my estate. And I have you here to get rid of it for me. So I hear that you come at a cost. Uh, I would think maybe $20,000 would suffice for this request. Plus expenses. Of course. Of course. Um, Is there anything you need me to provide? I have guns. um, Anything. Oh, I I think we are. We are ready. And I'd like point to the number of suitcases we've brought, many of which are long and gun shaped. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Well, obviously, we will have a room prepared for you here um, based on how long it might take you to uh, find this creature. Uh, But I will say one thing. Um, Obviously, you are hired to kill it, but I would like the body. Uh, It is important for me to have it due to what he did to my son. Do you you need the whole body? I do like to take trophy. Well... Sure, you can take a small trophy from the creature, but I would definitely like to... We can to, discuss once I have killed it. I would like to look this creature in the eye once you have killed it. Okay, keep both eyes. That's, yes, that's good instruction. <sighs> well, um, I don't know if there's anything else you need. You could maybe speak to my other sons who are a part of the hunt, or you could just get out to the estate. Uh, I do want to say we... Our estate averages upwards of about 75 acres of land, and we tend to border the Yosemite Park uh, area, so um, there is a lot of land, but somebody with your expertise, I don't think it should be much of a problem. Not be a problem. I will need some transportation, and yes, I would like to talk to these little boys about where it was last seen and whatnot. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'll let you get to it, and uh, I will... uh, Go attend to my wife. Okay. Well, where where will I find uh, the children? Well, I more than likely uh, in the, I guess, living area or the kitchen. Um, most of the bedrooms are on the second floor, so uh, I could never find them. This place is too big. I, Frank can help you. I see why you needed your animals to be drugged. Well, it. I didn't hunt drugged animals. It's just for my sons, of course. They were much younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kill my first bear at seven, but you know, it's a, it's a potato potato, as they say. Well, yeah, you know, our kids probably lived much more of a sheltered life than where you come from. So, you know, life must be much tougher in whatever godforsaken country you came from. So, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, I guess, kind of like settle in and I will go and then, uh, actually, yeah, once, once we're kind of like in the room, uh, I would like to talk to Agatha. Okay. Okay, cool. So what do you think about this job? Um, well, 
seems like not a lot, but maybe it's a challenge? Yeah, I mean, some cats probably. It's Yosemite. They basically just have mountain lion and like deer. Hopefully it's not still drugged. That is such a bummer. Like, first off, who drug animal so that kid can kill? That's so... That's... That is some bullshit. Second off, what kind of dumb kid get killed by drugged animal? <laughs> like simultaneously yes, um, bar too low and too high for these stupid children? Uh, apparently. Mm. I mean, they're probably weak and ineffectual Americans. <laughs> is there a bar in my room? Absolutely. Okay, great. I'm gonna pour myself another glass of vodka. Oh, no, you're not. I'm gonna pour it oh, for great. you. Usual. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Alright, so I I, uh, I pour your usual. Have a drink and, and I guess watch Agatha put my stuff away. Actually, you know, I will like, <laughs> I'll kind of like, I, this is something that I will participate in too, like, because I enjoy, you know, getting my guns out and kind of suiting up and everything and and so with that being said what is it that you look like when you're suited up okay so natalia is a woman in her 30s uh she is uh white russian she has a dark hair and a high ponytail uh very uh, she's tall and muscular and think like christian girl autumn goes jogging for like the clothing so like okay. very expensive athleisure leggings puffy vest uh it's all in that like rich people neutrals that is a thing right now um and then she has a hunting rifle and a net launcher strapped to her back nice. uh, and a machete strapped to her thigh very nice and what about agatha uh agatha is an older woman uh she wears like a kind of a, a butler servant out, outfit um think basically alfred pennyworth but a, a woman. okay great Great. Any, like, visible weaponry or anything? Um, no. Uh, except for that I often carry around, um, Natalia's stuff. So I will carry around, like, a bag of, like, a golf bag full of rifles or whatever. Got it. Kind of like a caddy that, like, is carrying off clubs. Got it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, she's my murder Um, caddy. Yeah, she's she's got a real stern, serious face. Would you like the Winchester or the Benelli shotgun today? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. So at this point, um, you have, I guess, a couple of options. You could speak to family members or the help. You can go see the body of the child that was killed or the young son. Or you can just go out into the grounds of this compound and maybe do some like tracking or something like that. Uh, I think I would go talk to the people first. So you head out of the guest room and you go to what looks like a, a living area, maybe a library, um, and you find several people um, just kind of drinking and um, sitting around somberly. Um, and you have to assume that these are the other two uh, older sons um, that were mentioned and, uh, you know, maybe some of the uh, help around the house. In uh, like, I don't know, should I, I'll just announce myself basically as I come in and be like, listen up, children, I'm here to talk to you about your dead brother. I'm sorry, who are you? My name is Natalia. Your father hired me to solve your problem. Oh, he, he did say he was going to hire somebody, but I, I'm sorry. Why did he hire you? Because I'm very good at what I do. Okay, well, I don't know what happened. I mean, Chase and Hunter, we, you know, my brother Chase and I, we- These are this, these are the names of people, uh, not actions you yes, did? Yes, my, my older brother is Chase, and, and my name is Hunter, and 
Mm-hmm. Our, our Ironic, youngest brother, okay. River, was the one that mm-hmm. was killed. But we've done this before, and it's never been a problem. Like, I don't know. Something was off, different this time. Describe the creature that killed your brother. Well, it we didn't... It, it, we saw it, and we didn't. I mean, it was so fast, and it was dark. I don't know. It, we were, it was in the middle of the day, but the creature, it was like, I don't know, hiding in the shadows, I guess. I thought he said he hired a leopard, and it was supposed to be drugged, but the way this creature moved, it was definitely not moving, like as if it was drugged. And Chase kind of steps in and goes, and, and I thought leopard had spots, like... This thing was, like, all black. I don't know. Ah, jaguar. They are the same. They just have different color. Oh, I, I guess, yeah. Maybe it was a jaguar. Yeah. Maybe they give wrong drug, too. Maybe you have meth jaguar. That does happen sometimes. <laughs> like cocaine bear? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, that's bad. Yeah. Well, now River's dead and... Uh, oh, yes, this sad. Yeah. Well, I, I wish we could be more help. Is, is there any other questions you have? Uh, yeah, show me on the map where you were when you when this happened. And I'll like pull out a map of the area. And and they kind of like point to a northern area of the compound, which is south of Yosemite, but kind of like in between the house and Yosemite. You assume with the key, it's about like twenty miles out. All right, I would like to go look at your brother's body. Where is it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh. We have a, a special room downstairs um, where he's being held. Um, it's next to the wine cellar. Cool climate. Okay, well, thank you. And I walk away. So you walk uh, to where you were indicated and you find the body. And it's it's rough. Like, it has definitely been mauled and slashed at by what looks like a wild animal. Um, you're familiar with these types of signs but um, at this point if anybody would like to roll investigate a mystery they are able to do so excellent anybody (laughs) (laughs) alright so plus three god what are my stats I don't even know okay I'm gonna roll help out to to assist Um, so that is that cool or sharp so unless you have a move that makes it sharp (sighs) a help out would be a cool and if you succeed, okay. and then, you give her a plus one. Okay, um, I get um, I get a plus two to this roll because I'm helping out her specifically. So, so they would get oh, so you get a plus two on your help out roll. Okay. Yes. And then what is your cool? Three. So you get a plus five. Nice. Can't yes. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You you really can. It's uh, almost yeah. like we build these characters together. <laughs> I rolled a I rolled a fourteen. Fuck yeah. Okay, great. Now you don't have like an advanced improvement on that, correct? Uh, no, no, I don't. I just it's just a really high number. So on a ten plus, you're gonna grant a plus one to their roll. So now you get a plus four to your investigative mystery. Right, and I rolled a six, so that's a ten. Fantastic. So that means that you get to hold two, Mm -hmm. which means you can select two questions out of the pre-designed questions available for investigative uh, mystery. I am going to go with uh, what sort of creature is it? So you start investigating the body. And although the initial signs show that there are uh, some kind of monstrous slashing uh, wild animal type attacks, you actually start to see like on the clothing and in the wounds, this kind of like black ichor. There is like this like substance 
And upon close view, it's it's moving. Like uh, to the perceptive eye, this stuff is moving. And you know this to be some kind of like, uh, some kind of like spore or like curse type monster. It is um, something that is inhabiting the body of this creature. So it isn't just an animal attacking, it is a possessed animal. Oh, this just got a little more interesting. Uh, and we'll explain that to Agatha. I'll help. I'll help with that. Would you like to reserve your second question or use it now? I'm thinking we should do where did it go? What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. So once you leave the body and you start to kind of go out into the courtyard, you find the car that that was provided for you and you start to head out into the wooded areas of this compound. You exit out at where the um, the two brothers had indicated this had happened and you immediately find the area because there's just blood all over the place on the leaves on the ground. There's spray on the trees nearby and you are able to tell that it has gone north up towards Yosemite. Yeah, this kid was a real gusher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fruit gusher. And uh, as you make your way north, our camera pans out and it zooms up into the sky and it signals down into a small little town called El Portal. And El Portal is a small, very tiny. I mean, the population is a couple thousand and it is one of the closest cities to uh, Yosemite National Park. And that is where we find our agents C and Amos. Now, Agency and Amos, you have been called out to Yosemite, Yosemite National Park because there have been several reportings of animal attacks. And typically that wouldn't be much cause for concern as far as for your department. That would be more of a park ranger or local police department. But there has been some chatter about uh, the way these bodies are being left behind or the, f the amount of bodies that are being left behind and it warranted for you guys to come investigate. And you have made your first stop here into El Portal. Are we camping? We probably got, <laughs> we probably towed like a pop-up behind the van. <laughs> okay. Do you still have your van? Is that the original yeah, van? It's the my uncomfortable van. one? <laughs> Yeah, it's part I of his character take sheet. it away from me. That is fair. That is that fair. Would be illegal. That would be a hate crime I now. Okay, wait. I, we what type of what time of day is it? Uh, it is uh, high noon. High noon. Sick. What's Agent C doing? Uh, he's fully dressed in his suit and tie, and he's about to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Not not me. That's not me asking the question. It's like I just I figured I'd be reciprocating and asking you what you're what Amos is up to. Are we actually camping? Look, there's no hotels or motels around here, so this is pretty much the best we got. Company issue, standard pop-up. Oh, then I'm setting up a fire pit or like a little spot for a fire or campfire. Amos, have you noticed in the time since you've joined the agency that every single mission that we go on starts with this idea of an animal attack? I don't think I noticed. It's, it's just, it boggles my mind that bodies turn up and everyone's just like, ah, it's an animal attack. Last time I thought it was a chupacabra, wasn't a chupacabra. Two times ago, I thought it was a chupacabra, wasn't a chupacabra. Three times ago, I thought it was a chupacabra. Turns out it was vampires. What's up with that? Maybe it's a chupacabra this time. Now, I'm not saying it's a chupacabra this time. 
I think it's a werewolf, but you never be so know. mad when it's finally a chupacabra. I, you know, I, I think uh, I, I, I got a I got a hunch because of the woods. Not a chupacabra. There's not a goat to suck for miles. What's a chupacabra? Goat sucker. Oh, who are you? That's <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm the park ranger. Oh. You're, you're at the gate into Yosemite. Oh, I thought we were setting up camp. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were setting up the camp. Yeah, what's up with that? No, you're in El Portal. You're in the city called El Portal. You're not in Yosemite. <laughs> See, this, that's why I asked if we were camping. Like you we were, were asking at the camp. Agent C. No, I was asking you, friend. So they soak, they, they, they suck goats? Yeah, drain them dry. Of what? Well, their juices. Mostly their blood. Goat juices? Yeah. You ever juiced a goat? Okay. Uh, I will tell you, I have never juiced a goat, yeah, sir. Yeah, no goats around here. So are you going to pay the $20 entrance fee to get into Yosemite? Oh, I or? am a government employee. I have a annual pass. Oh, oh, oh I, apologies, sir. I, I didn't realize. Do you have your identification? I give him my identification. That shows All that right shows in. that I am agency of the agency, and in brackets, formerly NS9. Well, agency of... All right. Well, uh, I appreciate your service, sir. And uh, if you have any questions, you could just uh, call us here. Here's the information. He hands you a little map brochure of Yosemite. That's what I was going to ask for was a map. And says, well, uh, I'm here until eight o'clock tonight. And then, uh, well, somebody will take it over for me. But uh, we're always available. Uh, the campgrounds are kind of about five miles in and kind of veer off to the right. And you'll find a nice little lake area there. And there's numerous camping spots. But, uh, you know, that's you know, the closest. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, what, what brings you here? Ble- uh, business or pleasure? Well, it's Both. all business. I mean, I am wearing the suit. So you must know that there's been reports of animal. I mean, you heard us talking about animal attacks and chupacabra, goat sucking, animal attacks anyway. So, yeah, we're here because we're investigating that. Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, horrible. Horrible. I think there's a maybe a rabid bear on the loose or something uh several hikers campers uh, all kinds of people have been either attacked and or killed and uh it is a horrific thing well i assure Sorry, you I just got distracted by the chupacabra talk. yeah well i assure you we're, we're going to do our due diligence and try and find out what's going on here and uh we'll report to the ranger on duty what we find uh you know if we have any additional questions is there a way we can contact whoever's here. I recognize that my cell service is probably going to be pretty shoddy here, but we do have a radio in the car. Got smoke signals. We also could start fires, but... Well, I would hope you wouldn't. Yes, uh, only in the designated areas, please. Uh, of course. Yes, no, uh, if, if you just channel into, uh, I would say, you know, channel 24, uh, you'll be able to get a hold of this. Sounds great. Well, uh, thank you for all your help, and... Um, just out of uh, personal curiosity, do you have facilities on the grounds or is it a uh, dig a hole situation? Oh, man. Well, uh, the one that I directed to definitely has facilities mm-hmm. and uh, they even have showers. Outstanding. Uh, but Dry it cleaners? depends. Certain, certain campground. Uh, Dry sorry? cleaners? Uh, well, no. All sorry. Right. Just, well. just, yeah, showers and I, I You know, I might have to remove the uniform at some point and I'll, I'll probably put on some civilian attire just to you know blend in. Well, it does get hot out here, so that would probably be best. The heat doesn't bother us. Don't worry about it. We're okay. we're a different breed. Got it. All right. Well, hey. if you need anything, you just call out. Sure thing. I will. And don't worry about the goat suckers. Well, luckily, I haven't heard about anybody getting sucked off. So. <laughs> Give it an hour. Not sucked off. Sucked out. 
Oh, oh, sucked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. <laughs> There's like so many people in line behind you to get into the park. <laughs> it's an off weekend or something. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's walking. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, as we're driving, I will put my hand gently on Agent C's thigh and, you know, you're giving a lot of information out, bud. Nobody believes us half the time. That's true. That's why I let you do the talking. He didn't even ask what the agency was. I mean, what's he gonna do? Tell people that the agency was here? Which one? You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing about this job is we do all this hard work and we get no credit for it. Except that one time we did get credit, but that was when some megalomaniac tried to kill us all and turn everybody into zombies. I'm a farmer. We don't get credit for shit. Hey, agriculture is the backbone of America. <laughs> sure is. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I know that. Unless you're in Michigan and then it's the automobile industry. Unless you're in Pennsylvania, and then it's the steel industry. Or the Amish. Well, hey, that's that's a that's a niche boutique industry. But they do make great pies. Yep. And great furniture. And butter. And butter. Got fresh, ch- freshly churned butter. We probably should have brought some with us. I can churn butter. I know how to do it. We don't have milk. You can bring milk? No. We'll find some. You're lactose intolerant. Says who? You. You told me. Like, every time we go on a road trip, you tell me that you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, but butter doesn't count. All the lactose is out. You told me that you'll eat it. And you'll let it destroy your guts, but you love it too much to give it up for good. Yeah, but the butter, the buttermilk has the lactose in it. You've destroyed the lavatories in the office. But it wasn't because of the butter. Many times. It was because of like the ice cream or the milk. Because you won't get Froyo. I will stand Froyo and Sherbert, but you know I gotta have my peach ice cream. I'm with it. I celebrate that. And you're not allowed to eat it. Not for last time. That's why we got you the Klondike bars. All right, all right, all right. We're here. <laughs> I was wondering if you needed me to bring in another character to like stop this conversation. I was trying to think of other booths that they could be at having this conversation. <laughs> the the ta- bait and tackle booth? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're at camp now. Like, we're actually at camp now, Fred. I'm asking you, Fred, as Josh, asking Fred, are we at camp now? So we can actually I've set up camp. I've already changed into my business shorts, and the pop-up has popped. All right, so I set up the circle of rocks for the fire. Any finger guns of fire? Well, not yet. It's still daylight now. We don't need the heat yet. I was be like, it's 102 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I set up all the rocks and stuff. Okay, friend. We're handing it back over yeah, to you we're, now. we're at the campground. <laughs> I set up the fire. Okay. We're at the campground. What are we doing? Oh, excellent. Are you the agents that uh, were called in for the, the killings? Yeah, this is uh, this is my uh, my good man, Amos, and I'm agency. We're with the agency. How are you dressed again now? Are you out of your suit? No, business shorts. Business shorts. So suit, top, and then short. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I could clearly see you're an agent, but uh, is is he a, a, a consultant, a specialist? He's also uh, an agent. I don't understand. We just call him Amos. Oh. He likes Amos. Yeah, easy to remember. Oh, okay. Well, he's very casually dressed. Uh, so are you? Just imagine you guys would always wear suits. I am in my ranger outfit. I am in my... Hello, ranger. Outside outfit. Well, makes sense. To not wear that inside. All right. It must well, be nice to have a uniform where you get to wear one of those nice campaign covers with a nice wide brim in this heat. I'm not allowed to wear hats in the office. Not after last time. What happened last time? I wore a ballistics helmet. Someone shot me and it ricocheted and set off the fire alarm. Well, the sprinklers. Well, you would think that the ballistic helmet saved your life then. Nah, I have high AC. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that and then I well, burped. I'm I- so <laughs> <laughs> you made Josh laugh so hard he burped. Damn. The one month oh, that Amos God. has been with Agency, his life's changed. Yeah, because he's found true love. <laughs> if the two of you like to follow me, I could take you to the, the closest side of 
the attacks. Can I change into something more appropriate for the situation? Are you going back into suit pants? No. What? No. Oh. It's too hot. Are oh. you kidding me? I'm not crazy. This is this old wool suit. Warm out. The leggings on this were tear away. That's why they're shorts now. Don't worry about it. He'll be all right. Wait, wait, like, like, like stripper pants? Like you tore them off? Like, yeah. no, it's like, no, like, like a NBA player, you know, you just like, yeah, like those, ah, like those pants it. I brought to that one geekly con and I had the booty like shorts on underneath. Yeah. On the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are you wearing now? Or a safari outfit. <laughs> Government issue. Hiking boots, high socks, also wool. Park Ranger takes you to the first site. Um, there is no body there anymore, of course, but you can see uh, the place where the attack happened. And, and very similar to how I described it to Steph and Alex's character earlier, uh, you see arterial spray and, and, and lots of blood all over the place. There are trees that have like claw marks that are kind of like you know, ground out of the wood. Would you like to investigate a mystery? For the record, I brought a handheld radio with us. Okay. Okay. Just want everyone. Are you sweating? And any weapons? Yeah. I'm right here, Fred. Those are always on me. Yeah. Which ones? I have. Okay. Amos, would you like the shotgun or the assault rifle? I already. I come with my own firearms, bud. I will bring the assault rifle and the shotgun and my sidearm. And a knife. Okay. okay. Are you sweaty out here? I'm in a safari outfit. Are you sweaty huh? out here? No. No, no, no. I, I told you, we're a different breed. It's true. You're a man of heat. I'm a. I'm an infernal beast. Do I know that? Did you tell me this? Did man. you reveal this to me during one of our moments of passion during this month? Line dancing and whatnot? I don't remember if it came up before. I don't think it did. I didn't roll. I don't know I didn't roll as much for my. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it, I don't think it came up thing. before. So you'd have to have told me. I don't think it came up no. last time. Yeah. I'm used to this California heat. Don't worry about it. Okay. Also, I'm in like the safari outfit now, so it's like, you know, shorts. It's very breathable. Okay. Uh, sorry, investigate a mystery. Yes. Are you also going to investigate? Me? Yeah. No, I'm going to... How's the ranger looking? Is he really warm? Cool. Uh, I, I mean, a little bit, yeah. Sick. I mean, so while you're investigating the mystery, I'm just going to rest my shoulder and, like, lean on the guy, and I'm going to casually absorb the heat around him so that he feels very, very chilled. Interesting. Is is this, like, a latent power of yours? You're able to, latent? like... No, I'm, I'm full in control of fire and heat. I do it on purpose. Interesting. I know he's a little warm, so I'm just going to... Uh, so I got a nine if I investigate a mystery. Okay, so you can hold one. Uh, I would like to hold Josh. Sorry, Amos. You do so. All right. Uh, Easy. No. Um, well, obviously, now I would like to know what sort of creature it is. So once again, you come across the telltale signs of this, like, almost black substance. It is like a liquid, but thicker uh, than blood and... Thicker than ichor? Know, yeah, it is thicker than ichor. Uh, it is almost kind of like a tar-like substance, and <laughs> and you are seeing it move around like as if it is like a mass of like black maggots that's just flowing over each other. It is interesting, and uh, when you think about what kind of creature this could be, you know this to be a cursed or possessed creature. There is some kind of like. Uh, like a, a spore or like a, a vermin type of curse or creature controlling the animal. 
uh, just from the signs that you see here. And that is probably why there has been an uptick in the amount of killings that have happened. Amos, uh, have you ever seen that movie Princess Mononoke? No. By Miyazaki? Great film. Anyway, we got we got one of the creatures from that in this, it looks like. Everybody doesn't know. They got the nice. boar that's like shot by the bull and it's got the like tendrils coming out of it and stuff that's what that's what comes to mind much that is very much the inspiration for this hell yeah hell yeah can you tell how long it's been there or how long it's been away from here well when 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 did the incident happen oh well uh this specific person was attacked two days ago and uh so how recent was the most recent attack well uh there's a another site about a half a day's hike um it just happened yesterday Uh, Normally, we don't get this many attacks, but there must be some kind of feral or rabid bear or maybe a a mountain lion or cat. It seems like almost every single day we get a reporting of somebody being attacked or killed. And you haven't thought about closing down the park or asking folks to pull up camp? Well, yeah, there's been talk about that. We just haven't yet. Is there a way maybe to divert folks away from... The most, the closest uh, campsites, call it a fire hazard, or you know, just let them know that there have been animal attacks and recommend yeah, that they yeah. are uh, further away. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the frequency now is 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 a little alarming, and I think at this point that might be best. So, uh, I'll I'll walk it in and I'll tell the other rangers to start, you know, driving around and and diverting people to uh, maybe farther up north or to the west side of Yosemite Park, and we'll. We'll lock this area down for you, agents. All right, and um, yeah, just keep us in the loop. I'll have the radio with us, but I don't like the looks of this. All right. Well, Amos, uh, do you like the looks of this? Oh yeah, I think it's really beautiful out here, actually. And I'm like, no, looking beautiful around. countryside. Yeah, this is you know, this is what the uh, this is what Teddy Roosevelt was trying to protect. Sure. Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you two get to it. Just give us a call, Channel Twenty Four, if you need anything. Twenty Four. Oh, thanks for being cool-headed. And I rub the top of his head as he, oh, like over his hat. As he walks away, and then immediately gets warm again, out of my range of cool. Your, your influence. So the two of you start to track the area, and uh, do you head on to the next site, or do you make camp for the night? What time is it? That's what I'm debating. So it's like it's well, like twelve thirty, one o'clock at this point. Yeah, a little bit later, but yeah. Let me uh, let me see. What do I have? The only thing that's useful in the trucks or in the van still is the tool kit. So I would say if it's like a half a day's hike, I don't think we want to be a half a day away from the campsite and it be night. So I'm going to say probably camp for the night. Sounds good to me, Or at least, at least um, you know, set up a base of operations and collect a sample of the this tar substance. Not that we have a lab, but... Yeah, sounds good to me. Collect a specimen. <laughs> So we find ourselves once again back with Natalia and Agatha. You had rode your loaned car as far as you could on the northern side of the compound of the Doherty family. And you come to a a fairly large wall um, that divides you from the kind of like perimeter of this compound. Um, And at this point to continue, you would have to leave your car behind. The two of you head out on foot and you can see that you are kind of going into what looks like a state park. You have to assume that you've probably crossed over into the threshold of uh, the uh, National State Park. But uh, you 
can still kind of see that small telltale signs. You're tracking this creature, you know, whether it is a broken branch or, you know, some black liquid or substance that you find, you can continue to make your way north. It's probably just around six, seven o'clock. It's starting to get dark and you feel like you're getting closer because the frequency of the substance and the broken branches, which is surprising to you because typically animals of this type uh, are very, you know, uh, aware of its surroundings and don't leave tracks like this. And you come across what you assume is like a state park campground. It is like a opening um, that uh, is kind of like uh, less wooded, uh, less, uh, and there's like a lake on the far side and you catch something um, out of the side of your sight. There are numerous like tents and cars and pop-ups, but there's movement and you believe this is the creature you have been tracking. What do you do? I will pull out my hunting rifle cock it and say to Agatha, oh no, civilian casualties. That just amps up the stakes. So it's it's dark enough to where the campers are like probably already in their tents uh, for the night. You don't see a lot of people walking around, but Natalia has sight of the creature and it is like on the edge of this campground and it starts to move quickly. It is just like a black streak uh, across the the landscape and it is about to jump onto this pop-up with this van next to it. What do you do? How far away are we? Easily within the range of your rifle, but not a shotgun. I'm absolutely gonna shoot it with my rifle. Okay, roll kick some ass. Bang, bang. Okay, that is a six, though. Oh, so that is a failure. I know. So you do- You're tough? Yeah, I only have a plus one in tough. Damn, okay. So you, it is way too quick. The black streak that you were tracking is much quicker than any big game or uh, animal that you have shot before. And your shot careens off of the side of this van, the van, making a huge bang noise. And this creature drops on top of this pop-up tent and it is just tangled. And it looks like it is basically about to just tear apart whatever person uh, is underneath this tent. And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekling project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventures, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Puke. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.